Welcome to the Joey and Amanda podcast. I'm Joey. And I'm Amanda. Hope you are all healthy and doing well. We miss you guys. We did miss you guys. We got a lot to catch you up on. Yes. Let me just start by saying. What, what, a, just, what a past two days. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to first say we're running on fumes right now. Yeah. And the reason is because last night our real estate agent sent us a house mm-hmm. late last night. And we freak, freaked out about it. <laughs> uh, can I tell the story a little? Sure. I'll start it. Yeah. So we're sitting on the couch and Joey, every time we get a new house, he's always very quickly optimistic, which is amazing. I love him for it. He's like, this is great. And then I look at him like, no, but there's this yeah. or whatever. Uh. So I'm so used to you always doing that. Mm-hmm. So last night, and then I look at it and you know, it's, I don't love it. And then, and then, and then you don't either. You just right. say it because you see the first two <laughs> pictures. And then right when I hear you say, what, this isn't, and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know. This isn't, I totally agree. Yep. No. <laughs> Thought that the whole time. <laughs> so he says that and he's like, oh my gosh, this house, it's really great. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And then yeah. I keep like working on whatever yeah. I was working on. And then it kept growing. I was like, kept, no, this is really something. And I'm just like, okay, wait a second. Let me yeah. look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So I looked at, I looked it up. Then we looked it up together and we were like, oh, this is the house. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. It's so great. Mm-hmm. It has everything we're looking for, mm-hmm. which can I just say is wild because for every, and I'm not joking when mm-hmm. I say this, I sound like a little bit nuts, but every single day I have been looking at the past house. Yeah. The one that we talked about that has an amazing backyard that we put an offer in, but she took it off the market randomly. And let me also say, you think about it every hour of every day. I do. And you tell me every (laughs) every second of every day, that's our house. That's first. That's going to be our house. I'm living in the house in my brain. I know. Every morning, every night, and during my I, we have a. Well, a lot of you guys know we have a bike in here, a stationary bike. And every time I go on the bike, what do I do? I pull up the video of the house and I watch it on repeat. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who does that? I watch it on repeat while I'm working out. And I'm like, this is the house. This is the house. So anyways, um, I've been doing that every day. Just, you know, looking at the video, imagining Mm -hmm. myself in it. And then we see this one. Yeah. And I get that thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I get bit by, like, an excitement bug. And it happens to me a lot. When I'm excited, when I have an idea that just pops into my brain, I just, I get so excited. I can't sleep. Mm -hmm. I I, I, I can't sleep. I'll say, but I will say, (laughs) when you saw this house, it was the most excited you had ever been when you saw a house online. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And so, um, so we we were very excited. We we told our real estate agent, let's go see it tomorrow. And, and that was... For me, that was it. <laughs> I go off to bed. I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I wake up at two, three in the morning, and Amanda's not there. Which we went to the bed together. Yes, we fell asleep and at the same time. Well, I didn't fall asleep. Well, I thought. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, hello, where where are you? And you're, and from way in the living room, I hear, I'm in here, like wide awake. So I go in and you and you were photoshopping uh-huh. what we could do to this house. Yeah. At two, three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Hadn't slept. Yeah. Wide awake. 
thinking about the house. I'm painting the ceiling. And you're and you say this is you're like look at me you're like this is our house. This is our house. We're gonna live in this house. This is our house. So I, so I go back to the bed. I go back to sleep. I wake up. No, I, I send you the picture of oh, that's the, right. that's the right. Photoshop you I did. It, yeah, you're then right, that's you right. had trouble falling asleep. Then I had trouble. Then finally I do get to sleep, and I wake up again as the sun's coming up. I think at like five five thirty. And I, I go to take a sip of the water. And as I'm doing it, I hear you say, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I haven't slept. Oh, my God. So you, hadn't, you really did not sleep. I literally did not sleep. I stayed up till I think I got into bed at like 3.30-ish. Yeah. Then I did not sleep until about 5.30. I just staying up and looking at the crime map, checking to see how the crime is, checking to see Google map, the yeah. the street. I walked around that neighborhood a couple <laughs> times <laughs> virtually. <laughs> so Oh man. So we go so we went and we saw it today. So I emailed the realtor oh, yeah, again sorry. at like six o'clock in oh the morning. Oh my god, that's right, you did. Yes. Yeah, I emailed her again. I was like, we can go as no, soon. No, you said you're, you, no, no, no. You emailed her at like one in the morning and you said, We'll go early. Really? Yeah, that you emailed her at one in the morning I, and he's and all I said is, We'll go early. Everything everything <laughs> is jumbled. I was like, We'll go we'll go first thing in the morning. That's what I said. That's and, right. And and then, you know, by four by four AM yeah. I was texting all my friends on the East Coast because they're awake. So I'm like texting my best friend, sending them pictures, my Photoshop, my ideas and everything. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited about this house. Well, well, then when we got up and we heard back from our real estate agent, she, she said that the house is, is pretty busy today with mm -hmm. people coming to see it. And the soonest we can get there was in the like the, towards the later in the afternoon. Yeah. So we knew, uh oh, this which is, I already had. You already feeling. knew. I knew. Yeah, That's yeah. why I said I need to see it first thing in the morning because I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I can just tell. I've been studying houses in the market for years, and when I saw this house, I was like, we need to go in. We need to go fast, yeah. and we need to make an offer. Um, let me just say my favorite part of this day really quickly, mm -hmm. and, and it does require a little bit of backstory. And I'm sorry. I know a lot of you have heard this so many times, but I feel like it's necessary to tell the whole yeah. story. So. Um, my grandmother really loved hummingbirds, mm -hmm. and when when she passed away, I started to see hummingbirds a lot, uh -huh. and they would come at random times. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, when Amanda and I went to see the wedding venue that we really wanted, we got there, we pulled in, we got out of the car, we walked up to the venue, and we looked up, and there were there were two hummingbirds flying exactly above us mm -hmm. and not only that but if they followed us around the entire day we were there yeah it followed us on the golf cart ride mm -hmm. it, it was really unbelievable yeah it was so nice um and then fast forward and, and we both immediately thought it at the same time we got the same feeling at the ve at the without venue. yeah the yeah, venue. yeah, yeah. yeah. Without, we grabbed each other we're like oh my yeah, god yeah, yeah, yeah. we hadn't it's even seen it yet mm -hmm. so fast forward then we had that amazing experience with with Brie. Mm -hmm. um, so for people that haven't listened to sure. that episode, uh, she's known as a medium named Brie. Yeah. We talk about the afterlife and um, Joey was able to connect with his grandmother through her. Mm -hmm. And she did tell us, yeah. this was way before we started seeing houses. Yeah. She told us that don't worry, the house that's yours, you are going to see a sign. Yeah. So every time we have seen these houses that we're obsessed with, yeah. we're always looking for like a hummingbird and a sign. So Joey's mom yeah. will say, did you see a hummingbird yeah. though? And they were like, no, we didn't see it. But that we heard a lot of birds. Yeah, you know? right, right. So we're like, we're, we, we're stretching for we're things. We're stretching, yeah. Right. So, um, uh, um, and then actually after we had that experience with Bree, that conversation with her that day while Amanda and I were 
talking about that experience, a hummingbird came to our window. Yeah. I mean, it's really unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I have like goosebumps in the back of my Mm -hmm. neck just talking about it. So fast forward, we get there today, we get out of the car, we meet our real estate agent in front of the house. And as we walk up to it, I look up and there are two hummingbirds. They weren't even like in a tree. No. They were literally they just were, above at us. First, they, were, they were literally fluttering above our heads. Mm-hmm. And I look up and I see them and they, they, they flew to, a, to like a pole mm-hmm. and they sat on the pole. And I was totally speechless for the first. I, I was the only one who saw it at first and I was totally speechless. <laughs> all I could go was, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> And, and our real estate agent was like, she was like, oh yeah, hummingbirds. Like she, you know, she didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, she's like, what, the hummingbirds? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And then once Amanda saw too, we were both, we just yeah, we freaked out. We, we told her the whole story too. And last night while I was just laying in bed, I thought, okay, if this is the house, we're going to see the hummingbird. Yeah. Because that's the sign. Yeah. And, we, and we've seen, I don't know, six or seven houses. Yeah. And we've, we've never seen yeah. a hummingbird. Especially, you know, the interesting part is, especially in the last house, that one. It would have been a house. would have been where there would be a hummingbird because. Right. There were the, so many birds. And there were so many uh, plants and flowers. And yeah. I mean, that backyard was just, that's been growing for so many years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no hummingbird in that house. We were stretching it. We we're like, well, there's a lot of birds, so yeah, right. that's a sign. So, with that being said, mm-hmm. it feels like this is a house. Well, we go in. It it was. It's everything that we want. Yeah. In this house, the, is in this house. Yes. It's um. Also, the size is great. It's the yeah. biggest one. It's the biggest house that we've been to. Yeah. Um. All the little things that we wanted, like you know what, it would be cool to have a coat closet as soon as you come in. So for shoes and we'll just build it. We would right, say right. for shoes and coats, we'll just build that. Right. Or but this one has it. Right. Or we're like, you know what, for the pool, we should have like a pool bathroom specifically with a door to the backyard yeah. but all the other houses didn't have it we're like oh we'll just build that so right. like in our minds we wanted to just build all these things mm-hmm. to add on to the other houses exactly. and try to like fit in them in a way we're like well right. that's a good th- point this doesn't really have this room for our podcast studio well, we'll maybe we'll room. use yeah. it in the garage or in our bedroom like right. things like that um, because this has it. This has yeah, all of those, has all everything. Of, everything that you just named. This yeah, has it. Yeah. We would have the studio. We'd have the podcasting studio. We'd have the baby room. We have our room. Like not to mention a freaking beautiful backyard. Yeah. With a pool. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited. All right. So here's where we stand. Everybody, uh, we're going to put an offer in and we, we're not going to know until Friday. So mm-hmm. this week is going to be just, yeah. Gotta keep staring we'll, we'll at keep phones. Our, and we'll keep, you we'll guys, keep ourselves busy. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I've been so excited that I ordered so many moving boxes. Yeah, we're staring at them. We right are now, staring. Actually. We have moving boxes all over our home, and we we don't move till the end of August. But mm-hmm. I was just so excited. Definitely prematurely ordered them, but. Uh, I'm just so I am. So, I feel like a little kid on yeah. you know on know. holiday morning. I know. I think that this is the one. I really, really do. If it's not, I have learned in this process, and if you're going through this too, mm-hmm. that there's always going to be another one. Yes. There's al- there always is. It's so it it's wild that we saw the first one, we got so attached, we were living in it in our ma- brains. Like it caused tears. Yeah, I cried when yeah. we didn't get it, and then we saw the next one. We're like, whoa! I can't believe we're gonna move that one. This yeah. one's so much better. Yeah. And then this didn't go through. And it's happened again. And now there's this one like, this is the best one. Right. 
So, so if, it, if it's not, I really keep, I believe that if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And if it's mm-hmm. not, it's not. So we just have to keep trusting that. Yeah, we'll keep trusting that. But uh, I think this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, we have to talk about the um, state of our country right now. Yes, and why we didn't have a podcast episode last week. A lot of you guys reached out to us. Yeah, um, we thought it was um, respectful just to to take last week to let other voices be heard and to listen and learn as much as we could in that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, and to be totally honest, I'm 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 a little bit nervous right now to to talk, and I, and I hope I don't say the wrong thing anywhere, and, and I certainly don't mean to speak for anyone else other than myself, but um, as someone who has benefited from the systems that are in place, you know, as someone who has been privileged and just found out about the reality of what truly is going on, mm-hmm. I feel like it is my duty to speak out. Yeah. Because we're in a really important moment right now in our country and in our country's history and in our lives. Mm-hmm. And hopefully... You know, you too are, are voicing your support for these systemic um, changes that need to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's on social media or to your friends or your family or to your neighbors or just learning and listening and doing research and educating yourself as, as I did uh, last week. Yeah. And, I, and I've definitely been doing that for can, the, for the can past Can I two just weeks. say that Joey has, I mean, I don't even know how to really put it into words, he has been talking, live, living, breathing, studying, talking, reading ever since ev- everything happened. Yeah. Joey has been just reading, talking about it, studying, yeah. researching, listening to podcasts, just really educating himself on white privilege, white fragility, mm-hmm. and all of that. And it's, it's just been great to see how passionate you are about it and how outspoken you have been Mm -hmm. because I, you know, I've known you for a while and Joey is somebody that cares a lot about other people's feelings and is very sensitive sometimes to speak out and Mm -hmm. you do it in the best with the best intentions. Mm -hmm. There's ever something going on. It's usually, you usually let it pass, but mm-hmm. this is something that, you know, we have marched for the environment. We yeah. have marched for women's, women's rights, rights yep. but the most passion I've ever seen and the most that I've seen you like learn and grow has yeah. been for this, a movement. Yeah. Um, so it's just been really cool. Well, thank to you see. for saying that. Of course. Um, and yeah, as I said, I, I was completely oblivious to the systematic advantage that I was given as a white person and, you know, I had a huge head start mm-hmm. in life and I didn't even know it. Yeah. That's privilege. That's what privilege is. I've never feared for my life when I see a cop. I've never been put down because of the color of my skin. Never been denied entry uh, or, or for a job or for a credit card or, or whatever because of the color of my skin. I didn't grow up in a, in a neighborhood that was over-policed in terms of like drugs and, and arrests mm-hmm. and under policed in terms of safety and guidance. And on top of all that underfunded. Mm-hmm. And so it has to be, in my opinion, it has to be the people who have been benefiting from this broken system that need to be the ones on the forefront spe- uh, speaking out for change mm-hmm. in order for this to be the tipping point. That's what it has to be. In my opinion, 
Yeah. And I shouldn't even say broken system, actually. The system's working just fine. And that's, that's the problem. This is what the system's meant to do. Yeah. And that's, that's where it needs to change. We need to tear it down and build a new one, like a new criminal justice system, mm-hmm. a new policing system, a new housing system, education system. Mm-hmm. But especially policing. You know, we can't have like, we can't have some bad cops. It's like we can't have some bad pilots. Yeah. Like United Airlines doesn't have like a couple bad pilots, mm-hmm. some bad pilots. That would never happen. So, you know, that's what defund the, the police means. I want to talk about that for a little bit. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah, great. So, you know, defunding the police, it sounds like getting rid of the police. But in, to my knowledge, that is not at all what it is. We have 1.7 million students in school with cops, but no counselors. We have 3 million students in schools with cops, but no nurses. We have 6 million students in schools with cops, but no school psychologists. We have 10 million students in schools with cops, but no social workers. 10 million. Yeah. And so police are forced to deal with issues that they are not qualified to deal with, Mm -hmm. like mental illness, depression, abuse, et cetera. Yeah. A lot of the times they'll call the police instead of calling. Exactly. A nurse or psychologist. Exactly. And it's a, and it's a cycle then. Mm -hmm. And then they go, and then you go to jail and that's your life then. Yeah. So you have someone, so you have someone like George Floyd, who is a product of the system. You know, his, his best friend, Steven Jackson, who was a NBA player, they grew up together. And when George died, um, Steven Jackson said something on TV that, that I didn't understand until now. He said, we came from the same place, but I made it. And I didn't know what, what exactly he meant by that. And what he was saying was he was good at basketball. That's it. I've heard too many times people saying, well, yeah, but George Floyd was a criminal. Who isn't when you're a part of that system? I've had so many friends who have been busted for weed. I got busted for weed when I was in high school. You know what happened when I got busted for weed? The police called my mom and she came and picked me up and I went home. Yeah. And that was the end of it. There are black people in jail right now for the same thing and weed is legal on top of all of that. Yeah. And so, uh, okay, so these changes seem really big, right? Like, these seem like, um, like when I'm having these conversations with people, and, I, and I'll get to that, these seem like, well, what, well, then what do I, what can I do? Mm-hmm. These changes seem so systematic, which they are. Yeah, and they are very deep, and they've been in place for a very long time. So that is why we protest. That's why we march. That's why we have conversations, and we learn, and we sign petitions, and we vote, the rapper and activist um, Killer Mike, mm-hmm. he he said we have to bully the politicians at the voting booth. Remember, they work for us. Mm-hmm. So if the majority of people want something, that's what the politicians are going to offer. Yeah, that's how we get stuff done. That's how we get stuff changed. But I think it starts on on an individual level with yeah. with with each one of also us. Also, education. Yeah. That, that it's very deep too. We we were never really taught to vote that much in school right. or how important it is to vote. Like, yeah, yeah take, they'll give us a sticker and they would say, oh, g- 
vote. Voting is good. But they never told us. I never learned in school the difference that you can make by voting. Totally. Like the actual difference. And if we don't, what are the consequences? So I think that... That's why this last election, we had one of the lowest numbers of young voters ever. Yeah. So I think think what we have, and when I say we, I'm speaking as like, I think white people... Um, I think we have an empathy problem right now. And a lot of that is due to, like you said, the lack of knowledge and education about the true history of black people and the systems that were put into place many years ago and that are still in place today. Yeah. Because like I said, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Oblivious. And a lot of people still are. And the way I think that we were taught about racism, it's not working. So I think we have to find a new way to educate each other right now. Yeah. Um, I've started to have conversations with my friends, with other white people that I grew up with, and some of them are having a hard time understanding. Now, Mm -hmm. at the same time, people learn at different times and different speeds, and and I understand that I have to keep reminding myself of that. Yeah, and I think it's important that, you know, if if you understand more and you're frustrated at somebody... It is delicate because you don't want to attack somebody either to the right. point where they close down. You totally. want to have like open and comfortable conversations. Right. Um, so I do think, you know, that that's very important. Yeah. I mean, it took for one conversation, for example, it took me having to say, what if the police thought that they could sort of treat Jewish boys who look like us like garbage? and get away with it with no repercussions. And we were screaming to the world about these injustices and nobody was listening. Mm-hmm. That seemed to strike a nerve, which yeah. look, it shouldn't have, ha- it shouldn't have, that conversation shouldn't have had to go that far. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's even ridiculous that white people are, are, are debating this. Yeah. We should just be able to listen and learn and feel. And what's incredible about this is it took no sports, no shows, no concerts, no going out to lead to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's, I saw somebody wrote that it's like a divine intervention. It's that, what do you mean? That it took the pandemic to get to this moment. Oh. To get to this, t- what, what we think is the tipping point. Yeah. It took, you know, that people say, like, what's different about this than... 2014 with Michael Brown and Ferguson. Mm-hmm. What's different from uh, from Charleston? Yeah, the pandemic is. I think it's the pandemic baked into all of this. I think it's the pandemic, and it's also the domino effect of what's happened in the last two months with Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, the incident in New York City at, at the park. So many people losing their jobs. Right, and then George Floyd was mm-hmm. was sort of the the straw that that broke the camel's back, and that straw also happened to be a horrific. Uh, video um, that sort of symbolized and encapsulated what is really happening here. So we can't let this moment go to waste like we have in the past. And you see the turnouts at the protests and it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it gives, it gives hope that there will be change. So we have to, we have to vote and we have to keep having conversations and, and learning and showing empathy and, and compassion, even in, in two weeks from now, in three weeks from now, and when the news stops covering it, we have to keep keep the conversation going. Yeah. And I think it's also important to support the black-owned small businesses um, 
you know, in our communities. Yeah. And um, I just also wanted to say, so, you know, if, if you think that um, posting something won't do anything or, or saying anything out loud to your, your friends won't change anything, I, th- I think you're wrong. Because your opinion and, and your voice, your voice matters and, and it can sway somebody else and help someone else see a new perspective. And what we're seeing is solidarity is so powerful right now. Mm-hmm. I've been to two protests here in Los Angeles and, and they were both peaceful and powerful. Yeah. And I think... And it's something you can't feel by seeing the videos, watching the news or looking at a picture. You have to be there to feel how yeah. powerful and emotional and beautiful it is that everybody's coming together in the midst of the pandemic mm-hmm. and just helping each other out and being there for one another. And I think it is beautiful to see how many people cares so much yeah and, and i'll get to um i'll get to the the protesting in a second to details of what's been going on around the world with mm-hmm. the protesting in a second but i just wanted to reiterate you know if, if you are white and you look like me then you have benefited greatly from a rigged system and the only thing in my opinion to do now is to use that privilege to speak up and demand change so that everyone can have the same privilege that you had that we had Mm-hmm. it's with liberty and justice for all we all said that every day when we were kids in the classroom and it's sad because it wasn't true yeah and, but I, it can be yeah and i have hope that it will be i do i do too um, i do too i think this is this is definitely going to go down in history and every time of course something like this happens it is it's horrendous it's horrible but i do think that it brings people closer and we keep evolving as humans Mm -hmm. and and something opens up in a lot of our brains and Mm -hmm. it's like we level up as as a society and it's really nice and and amazing to see yeah i mean it really feels like this this is the this is the tipping point Mm -hmm. it really i mean it really does and um i wanted to say that i had one person in my life who I was having a conversation with, uh, you know, we were having a back and forth mm-hmm. and they said to me, well, what do protests even do? Why are people even protesting? And I, I would like to share a couple of things if that's okay. Yeah. What's changed since the protests yeah. started. And I'm sure a lot of people that are listening, you know exactly what protests do, but this is, this is for those people which do exist. Yes. That don't understand it. Yeah, and I, I, that's a good point to bring up. I know that that a lot of you listening are with are are are, are you know saying what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but I I feel like I have to speak to those that maybe that maybe don't. Mm-hmm. And um, or this is also good, and I'm so glad that you're going to talk about this because sometimes we forget if we're having this conversation yeah. how to answer sure correctly and and know the answer to everything i know for me i some you know sometimes i forget my my brain yeah. doesn't remember certain laws or details unless i'm studying every day like i do with art for mm-hmm. some reason mm-hmm. so um okay so since protesting began charges were upgraded against officer chauvin and his i think that's how you say his name and his accomplices were arrested and charged since protesting began, Breonna Taylor's case was reopened. Minneapolis banned use of chokeholds. Dallas adopted a 
duty to intervene rule that requires officers to stop other cops who are engaging in inappropriate use of force. New Jersey's attorney general said the state will update its use of force guidelines for the first time in two decades. Los Angeles City Council introduced motion to reduce LAPD's $1.8 billion operating budget. And I'll add that I think there will be more that will be taken out because of all the people putting pressure on Garcetti to do so. Police brutality captured on cameras leads to near immediate suspensions and firings of officers in several cities like Buffalo and Fort Lauderdale. Monuments celebrating Confederates are removed for the first time in cities uh, in Virginia, Alabama, and other states. So good. The street in front of the White House is renamed Black Lives Matter Plaza. So Donald Trump's new address right now is on Black Lives Matter Plaza. Oh, really? How great is that? Wow. And then there's there's other stuff. There's, you know, the difficult public and private conversations that are happening about race and privilege, privilege like this one. Um, the realizations some white people are coming to about racism and the role of policing in this country, like I have. Self-reflection that people have, uh, uh, that have had. The internal battles exploding within organizations over issues that have been simmering or ignored for a long time, like the NFL. Wolfgang Issinger, uh, a former German ambassador to the U.S., told The New Yorker, people all over the world understand that their own fights for human rights for equality and fairness will become so much more difficult to win if we are going to lose America as the place where I have a dream is a real and universal political program. In France, protesters marched holding signs that said, I can't breathe to signify both the words of Floyd and the last words of Adama Traore, a 24-year-old black man who was subdued by police officers um, and gasped that sentence before he died outside of Paris in 2016. Mm. In Amsterdam, an estimate an estimated 10,000 people filled the Amsterdam Square on Monday, holding signs and shouting popular chants like Black Lives Matter and No Justice, No Peace. In Germany, people gathered in multiple locations throughout Berlin to demand justice and to fight against um police brutality in ireland protesters held a peaceful demonstration outside of uh, belfast city hall and, and other gather others gathered outside the embassy um the u.s embassy in dublin mm -hmm. in italy protesters gathered and marched with signs that said stop killing black people say his name and we will not be silent in spain people gathered to march in athens greece uh, protesters took to the streets in brussels protesters uh, were seen sitting in a peaceful demonstration in Denmark, there were protesters chanting, no justice, no peace. In, uh, in Canada, protesters were also grieving for Regis Korczynski Paquet, a 29-year-old black woman who died on Wednesday, last Wednesday after falling from her balcony during a police investigation in her building. I don't know what happened there. And oh in God. New Zealand, roughly 2,000 people marched in, uh, to the U.S. Embassy uh, chanting and carrying signs demanding justice memorials have been built in mexico city um in poland candles and flowers were, were laid out next to photos of, of george floyd outside the u.s consulate and in syria two artists created a mural depicting uh, floyd in the northwestern town of binish on a wall destroyed by military planes and all Is, 50 states in all 50 states tens of thousands of people yeah so that's what protesting has done. So we got to keep going.
we got to keep talking. And next week, hopefully, we'll have a, a new list of changes that have been made. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I, I speak for myself here, but, but I hope that you all join in on the fight for liberty and, and justice for all, for all people. And it's never too late. It's, it's not. You can always start now. Remember, people learn at, at all uh, uh, different times. I, I, I started to feel inspired, you know, about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of people have, you know, you, you live in a bubble. Yes. You don't even realize yes. you have no idea. Yes. And, um, and, and that's what I'm seeing with a lot of the people I grew up with is they are in their bubbles right now too. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're sort of hiding in their bubbles yeah, because it's safe in their bubbles. Yeah. And, and, and maybe they haven't even seen it happen in front of them. Right. In front of their eyes, because right. in your neighborhood, if it does happen, it's, I don't know. Like you were just saying, sure. If you want to tell the story about, about my, your neighborhood. Yeah, sure. So, so never um, you would have never thought that there was any racism. No, and and I grew up in a in a very uh, predominantly white uh, town, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, uh, what I thought was a very progressive, very liberal uh, town, and yet at the same time, there there was a protest a couple of days ago, and my, and my family went, and they were very moved after hearing. Um, people from the town who are black speak and tell stories that, that we would never have imagined happening in, in that town. Yeah. And um, we had no idea. Yeah. And, and it's, and, and it makes me so sad. And, and uh, so, so you're right. So the people who, who are still in there, who didn't hear those people speak, they have no, they don't, they don't know. They don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, or they know that it happens in other places in the world, but they just haven't heard of anything personally, or maybe people don't talk about it. So I think it's important to have all of these conversations. Yeah, and I'm going to continue to do so uh, with my community of people that I grew up with and, mm-hmm. and hope that it, it, it helps in some way. I think that it has on occasion, um, but I'm going to continue to do that for sure. So all of that has been on my mind lately, and what a year it's been. 2020, yeah. 2020 vision. Is that a thing? 2020 vision? I don't know. Can that be a thing? 2020, we're all having 2020 vision now. Oh, Can I, I just start like that? Did that. anybody, has, has that been done that. yet? It, no, I haven't heard of it. I think I, it's, uh, I, I'm just so filled with emotion just because so many people were saying, oh my God, I'm ready for 2020 to be over and I can't believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I just call me naive, but I really think everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And um, I do think that this is the year that we realized how important family is. Yeah. We realized how important connection with another person is. Yes. Right before this, everybody would hang out, but they'd be on the phone and they wouldn't really appreciate the other right. person's presence as much. Right. We... Um, we were already saying with the pandemic that uh, there was going to be a whole new appreciation for life and for each other. And, and now it's uh, it's a whole new. And now this happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 just nice to see everybody come together. And I think that we'll come out of this stronger. And and it's nice to see how many. I said this already, but it's just it's just nice to see how many people care. Yeah. So we'll be back next week. We're going to be doing um, one episode yes. from now on, the elephant in the room. 
years. We, have, we haven't <laughs> talked about. We, we haven't. We just sort of like gradually stepped away from good news. Yeah. Trying to see, are you guys going to notice? <laughs> and, and you guys noticed. Um, no, I, I think, you know, we have, there's a lot going on. And, yeah, there's um, a lot going on. It just naturally happened that way. I yeah. am glad you guys were here for it. I hope you enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. That was fun. But we love talking to you guys once a week. And I'm excited yeah. for Joey's Brain. Yeah, there'll be occasional Joey's Brain, maybe once or twice a month. Yeah. Uh, when there's something I got to say or, yeah. or something. Which I like it like that. There's Me something too. about being an artist that... It's important to create when you're inspired right. or it's important to create when something just hits you right. than to have that pressure of creating just to just to put something just out. to put something with the pressure of putting something out. Yes, for sure. Which it's different when you're speaking and you're, you know, right. Then like, I don't know when I do something every day, I literally spend hours sitting at my desk right. sometimes and something comes, but yeah. I don't know if you're going to sit for hours in front of a mic. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, but they're, they're not going to be gone. They'll be here. They'll be, yeah. you know, popping up occasionally here and there. Uh, all right. I think you and I are, are fully asleep right now. I am, at the moment. I am a zombie. I think you've fallen asleep six times <laughs> since, since we started talking no. about the good news. No, episode. no, no. All right. So sending love to all of you. Um, have we'll a, keep you guys updated because next Monday, Wednesday, we'll keep you updated oh. because next Wednesday we will know if we found our starter home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> next Wednesday we will be yeah. telling you. All right. Uh, yeah, that'll be exciting. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. All right. We will see you all then. I hope you have Wednesday. a wonderful week. Yes. Um, sending you so much love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you a million times for being so supportive and amazing and being part of our journey and letting us be part of your journey. Yep. Thank you all so much. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.